Hello, everyone. I'm Josh Oaks with the smartsocial.com podcast. Today, we're talking about Instagram, but specifically fake Instagrams. Parents, you may have heard of this. A spam account, a Finstagram, a Finsta. They're all the same thing. And basically, I want to walk you through here today things that you can do to get kids away from creating fake Instagram accounts that might negatively impact the school, uh, an organization, the family that student, the way they're tracked. Today, I have Jane Ogile, Dean of Students, Northeast College Prep in Minneapolis. Jane, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So Jane, you reached out to us with the following question. What's your main question? Well, we are curious to know um, how to track down um, a fake Instagram account, who made the fake Instagram account, and how to track that. We have uh, run into some problems this year with this uh, affecting our school community, and we just wanted to figure out, um, you know, a plan of how to do that. Yeah, uh, those of you listening, watching right now, rate, subscribe, and review. If you get value from this, we want to share our tips with the world. And if you have a question and you want to be as vulnerable and bold as Jane here, we would welcome you because uh, we're here to help kids. Okay, so Jane, tip number one with SmartSocial.com, we. And, and you feel free to disagree with me. This is a very natural conversation, but I'm going to show everybody right now how to find a Finsta on a student's account. So I'm going to teach you live. We're going to go over that. So everybody that's watching, if you're listening, um, you can go to smartsocial.com and click on our YouTube and stuff like that to find it. Or you can take one of our free webinars, our replays. You can click webinar at the top of smartsocial.com. There's a webinar button. You can take that and it will teach you everything, including what I'm about to show you. So, so stay with us. But if you're listening, go to Smart Social, join that newsletter. All right. Now, so we're going to show you how to find it. But I want to start, Gene, and go a little bit bigger, if you don't mind. Let's start and go back to the beginning. One of the things that, that we do that's a little bit different that I think is a bit revolutionary is we don't tell students what not to do, but rather we talk to them a lot, Jane, about their future, their career. Every student when I'm on stage, it's how, do, how many of you know what your dream college is? And, and you know, some of them will raise their hand. How many of you know what your dream career is? And a lot more of them will raise their hand. So in middle school, sixth to eighth grade, I'm talking a lot about careers. In high school, we're talking a lot about careers also. They start to get the stress of the college thing and they think college is the goal, but we focus them on the career. And we have found that if a student has a purpose, Jane, a purpose, then their online becomes purposeful instead of a pastime. And right now, the issue, in my opinion, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm wrong from time to time. The issue is if students are just like, yeah, they're bored, they have it all. In certain, certain cities around the world, it's like, yeah, life's good. They will create a pastime, which is messing with the school, messing with other kids bullying kids going all oh, this kids making fun of them right and and that because they don't have a purpose and as soon as we find that a student focuses on whether it's engineering they want to be an athlete they want to be xyz you name it it doesn't matter it comes from the student when they have that they're less inclined and then they understand how their online footprint will be searched by their dream college career and everyone else then they go hey i don't have time for that stuff right so we, we, when we come back to that, it typically is, a, I'm not going to say, Jane, that it eradicates Instagrams, fake Instagrams, secondary Instagrams, 
but I am going to say that typically other students will go, Hey, Billy did that. I saw him do that. I, I want to get into my, you know, and they'll almost rat each other out. Right. Um, so that's our kind of wholesome way that we've found is really talk about career, college, internships, future, give them a purpose. And that purpose translates online because we're the same people online. We want students to be that way. Um, I know that did, and now another technique and tactic. I'm going to dive into my Instagram and we'll show you a couple tactics. Let me see if I can't, let me see if I, if I can't uh, do this with you live here right now and show you my, my screen. So we're going to go ahead and share this. Those of you that are watching right now, feel free to rate, subscribe and review. Um, if you're listening and you need more info, you can go to um, smartsocial.com. Jane, can you see my screen? I can. You can yeah. see my phone, right? Yep. All right. So we've got Instagram, the Instagram app in the upper left. Now, side note to everybody listening and watching. Instagram makes one app, a fake Instagram, aka a Finsta or a Finstagram, aka a spam account, is when a student will create another Instagram account to maybe hide some of their behavior from their parents from the school and be more raw and under a different identity, sometimes the same identity, usually a different identity, so that they can be have a little bit more fun. Whereas their Instagram account, their Instagram, very rarely do students use that word, but their real Instagram account is who they really are. Their fake Instagram account is going to be something where they can just spam things and have fun with it. Now, one of the things I want to teach you is that there's only one Instagram account, but it can, it can administer and manage up to five accounts. So there's only one Instagram app, I should say, and it looks like this on the, on the page. So you, some parents will ask, well, how do I download the Finstagram app? No, it's the Instagram app, but it can administer and manage up to five accounts. Now let's dive on into it. Those of you who are watching us right now, we've got the Instagram app up here right now, right? We're in the feed. Now, make sure to note, and here's my friend, Paul. He's a newscaster, um, right? Super great guy. Um, what I want you to note is the feed, talk to, and, and write this down, parents, if you're listening, the feed will not fulfill you. Meaning if you find that your kid is just scrolling through and scrolling, it actually, so it, we have found statistically that it will actually weaken students. The more they do this, when it consumes them, they begin to compare themselves to other and, and it, it takes away uh, some other stuff. So be careful in that feed thing. It will often uh, you know, take a lot of our time. So let's do this. We're gonna click in the bottom right. Now to do this parents, to find out if your kid has a second Instagram account and kids, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're like, I hate Josh because he's teaching my mom this. That's fine, we're here to protect you. Our number one mission is to keep kids safe on social media so they can someday shine online, okay? We're uh, over here at, at smartsocial.com, we'll have that in the background. Okay, now, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick look at, we're gonna take a quick look at how to do this. In the bottom right, parents, you grab your kid's phone, and you click on their little tiny headshot, right? Open this up. And what this is going to do, Jane, is it's going to show you, oh, this is Josh. This is my son. He, this is the name he's going. Okay, cool. Oh, this is your bio, what you're doing. Okay, cool. Oh, you've got a link to something. What's that too? What are you promoting? Are you promoting your Kick Messenger, a really bad app? Your Snapchat? Your, are you giving people publicly your Snap your, so that they can follow you on Snapchat? Predators can see that. People 
Are you, what information are you leaking? In this case, I, I'm, I'm not sharing with you anything, no school that I'm going to. I don't know address, no other stuff. There is a website, which we strongly believe in creating. Um, next, you can see what your student is posting and that's why you have to get access to their phone. But Josh, you don't understand. Josh, I follow them already and they logged me into their account. You don't understand. Wrong. Your kid isn't going to log you into their, Insta their fake Instagram account. Now, if you know that they have one, that's fine. But what I want to show you how to do is in the bottom right, that little headshot, let's hold it down. Boom. And then if you hold it down, it will pop up another app or another account inside of the existing app. So we just held it down and it popped up. What's that? Well, that could be their fake Instagram out, their second Instagram. You click on that and you're going, whoa, what's going on here, right? What's going on is why, why are there another account? Why is there all this other content? And that's how you find out if your kid has a second Instagram account, uh, AKA a Finstagram. Now students will do this. I'm going to show you how they create it. They go to the top. You see, this is the username, Smart Social Kids up at the top. And they'll click on the top one, and it does the pop-up on the bottom again, but it lets you add an account. And this is where you can actually create a new account or log in into an existing. Some students, Jane, you've seen this. You're the dean of students. You are the all-knowing person at your organization. Um, but some students, Jane, tell me if you've seen this, if they get their phone confiscated from their parents because they got in trouble, sometimes they'll, sometimes, especially on Snapchat, they'll give the login to their best friend. So the best friend can keep the streaks going. Are you seeing a lot of that? Yeah, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. It causes a lot of problems too because people log in, students, other students will log into students' accounts and then like, you know, creep on other people. <laughs> it's, been, it's been an issue. Yes, giving away of the passwords is an issue. Yeah. So now I've got something else and I want to be careful here, but if, if it's really negative for your brand and what we teach Jane is so powerful, the big companies are starting to invite me to come and teach. I was at AT&T business in Dallas, Texas. I think it was Dallas not that long ago. And this chief marketing officer said, this is so powerful when you're teaching the kids of our, of all of our employees, cause they had bring your kid to work day. Also, I want our staff to receive this. It's just really powerful. So what I want to tell you is that if something bad is being said about your organization, and I say organization because it could be your school, your place of worship, faith, it could be a church, it could be AT&T business where somebody's bad-mouthing you guys and pretending like they're you, there's a couple ways you could do this. Um, you could go search for that account and have all your students do this. I've heard some counselors do this. I am not suggesting that you use these activities. I'm merely sharing information, Jane, that other people have done. Some counselors, if some kid is being bullied by one account and people are looking at that, kids can't not look at the train wreck, right? They're like, just, right? I mean, and people are probably listening to this going, yeah, they can't not do it. Like, mom, I got to look at it. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll have this small group of awesome students that'll come into the counselor's office and just be friends with the counselor. And they'll go, hey, would you mind reporting this account. And they'll have those 10 students go, yeah, because we don't like bullying. Yeah, and a school could, hypothetically, Jane, tell me what you think of this. Like, let's use social media for the power of good. You could have your 10 or 15 students to say, we're not gonna allow bullying. Uh, we know what we're good at, we have a purpose, and we're gonna stand up to this, because this is rude, this is mean, and we know it hurts, we're empathetic. You can develop a great rep reputation or relationship with these 10 kids, 
and they could all, um, uh, you know, report this, this uh, account if it's genuinely bad and it's hurting the organization, it's hurting a student, it's, and it, every organization is different, but that's one way also to get that account either taken down. Really hard to find, go ahead, you have a question. No, I don't. That's actually really, that's really, I, we found that to be a pretty powerful tool actually with our students. We have really responsible students. And so when these fake accounts have popped up, we've had them report them right away um, and, and unfollow them. And um, so that's been super helpful. I agree with what you're talking about there. Awesome. I also want to let you know, and Jane and every educator and parent know right now, uh, we have a lot of friends in law enforcement and they come to us with the raw tools that they use. They go, look, and, and I have a, I, in my, one of my books, uh, it's either this one or this one, this one's for teens and young adults. And this one's for parents of kids. This is kind of for parents of middle schoolers. And this one's really kind of, you hand this to your high schooler and go, Hey, this is how you get a job and how you get fired. There's a lot of ways to get fired in here. And it gives them a purpose. They go, Whoa, I want my future to be bright. This one's got a lot of safety. But in one of these, I forget which one, I have a phrase that says, probably the orange one, remind your kids that being anonymous is, does not mean you're untraceable, right? So you talk to my law enforcement friends, they go, yeah, if you threaten anyone else at the school or that you endanger a teacher or any other kids at school with a bomb threat or a picture of a gun and watch what happens tomorrow at school, uh, first of all, school probably gets closed and law enforcement show up and the law enforcement call the app developer and go, I have a, a right to get this IP address. I want to know if this is coming. And then people show up to your front door of where you posted this at, law enforcement officers, and your parents are in trouble. The student's in trouble. Parents are like, not my kid. This is impossible. Students will do interesting things. So being anonymous does not mean being untraceable. Oh, it's my niece. Harper Bunny is trying to call me. Um, but being anonymous does not mean being untraceable. Remember that parents talk to your kids about that. Everything online, even when Harper Bunny, my little niece calls me, um, wants to FaceTime. Um, it's, it, you know, everything pops up. So, so that's a, that's a tip. Um, Jane, what, what other questions do you have before I dive into something else? No, that's actually, that's really super helpful. I don't have any questions right now. I think, I agree with you that um, it's tricky in, in employing uh, students to help to help uh, fight the battle is really important. So that's, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it turns out that the app is a terrible, sometimes a terrible resource, but you can use the app in a positive way to combat the bad thing. And the students, yeah. well, there's always, there's going to be a, a student that's going through a tough time and maybe they're, they were bullied or they have a tough home life and they might act out in this way or they just might not have any purpose. They might go, oh, I don't have to think about that. We find that these days, students that either have it good or there's just no stress in their life, they'll just need something and sometimes they'll cause this, right? Yeah. Think about people who are, I have these and I can find that if I'm a little gossipy, I'm like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I, so I, we, gotta, we gotta hold off, I got a good fight, I don't need to create that, right? And that's human nature. We almost have to laugh along with it and just create give these students a roadblock so they stay busy doing the positive things that they want to be known for in the future. In our opinion, I'm fortunate to have a couple hundred episodes uh, on the podcast. And a lot of them are people who are psychologists, therapists, counselors, dean of students, much smarter than, than us at Smart Social. 
but that's some of the stuff that we've, we've absorbed from them. Parents, if you're listening to this, remember to talk to your kids about their career, um, their future. What do you want to do? Listen to them, make them the expert. I want to give you a couple of key takeaways, parents. And I'm so thankful, Jane, I'm really thankful for you taking a moment to do this with me today. Number one, parents be on every app your kid is on. Apps are like a park. Uh, New York Central Park is so gorgeous during the summer. It's amazing. During the daytime, you want to take your kids there. It's a great place uh, most of the time to play Frisbee, do amazing things. But I want you to think of every app like a park. If you're not there and somebody said, is it okay to leave your kid there? Well, wait, you'd start to think about ages. You'd be like, well, they're 13. Is it okay to send your kid to Central Park at 13? And then you're starting to think, and that's good. Um, if I'm not there, I don't know if I feel comfortable because they're kind of young. Um, cause there's, and you know, there's other people at that park. Now, would you feel comfortable if you allowed your kid to go to that park, you weren't there and it was nighttime? Probably not. Right. Central park is amazing, but it's a very different place at night. And so an app is just like that park. If you're not there with them and you haven't visited the park with them and you don't monitor that park and know all the nooks and crannies, then probably not a place for your kids to hang out alone. That means Fortnite, you've got to be on there. Put your kids, put your kids first and your interest in the app second. I don't care if you don't have time for Fortnite or Snapchat or TikTok, be on the apps with them. And this lowers the barrier if something, heaven forbid, were ever to go wrong on the app. It's not if, it's really when that they feel comfortable coming to you, mom, dad. So be on that app. So if they see something inappropriate, they can go, hey, my mom kind of sucks at Snapchat, but I saw something inappropriate. I feel like I can go to her now that she kind of has it, right? So be on the apps, uh, monitor them. Also have random checkups. Treat the car, treat, treat the kid's phone and their social media accounts like a vehicle. If you give your kid a vehicle, you have every, you know that that vehicle is, is something that could badly hurt your family if it's used wrongly and badly hurt another family as well, uh, your child and another child. It is dangerous if not used with a purpose, getting from point A to point B safely. And so um, if you were to give your 16-year-old a, a, a car, um, no matter how nice or clunky, you probably would have a second set of keys. And I ask every people, everybody in the audience, do you feel as though you have the right to check that trunk at any random given time and have the right to the keys and, and have the right to take that car away if they use it illegally? And every parent's like, yeah, this phone is as deadly as a car. And this social media is as, as dangerous as a vehicle. You always have the right to know that four to six digit password to get into that phone. I'm giving you permission. And Jane right now is giving you permission to parent your kids rather than worrying about them being your best friend. I know it seems a little opinionated, but we're taking the, we get a million people a year visiting smartsocial.com and we really want to just share with you, you have my permission to be difficult. If your child hates you once a month because, or once a week because you took something away like screen time because you want them to be awesome at 25 instead of uh, addicted to the phone right now, then you are awesome. If they dislike you because you did something that's good for them, uh, I'm rooting for you. Uh, we want to cheer for you. Uh, and one last thing, please don't let your kids sleep with their phones. These phones are like ice cream. Jane, you're getting more than you thought you were going to get, didn't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? All right. So um, these phones are like ice cream. Ice cream, if you were to give your kid a gallon of ice cream, I asked this in my speeches. Hey, kids, think of your favorite ice cream flavor. This is my water bottle. But think of it, I want you to picture it. It could be a Rocky Road, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, I don't care, picture it. 
Imagine we went to the local store and got you a gallon of it or whatever it is, a big tub, right? And I'm always asking students, if we went home and we gave you that tub on the couch and we put Netflix up there and gave you the remote and gave you like a, you know, a big spoon, what would you do? And the kids always scream out, I would eat it all. You know, they get excited because who wouldn't? If it's your favorite flavor, if it's awesome, you probably wouldn't know when to stop. But we believe, and scientists agree, that this is like ice cream for your eyeballs. It is, we don't know when to stop. It gives us this sugar high. It's our favorite because we can go to the app we want. It's fully customizable. And if we aren't adult enough, Jane, you know this more than anybody. If we are not, if your kids, your students, don't have a vocabulary of knowing that this is addicting, like ice cream, our favorite flavor, they will sit down with this and use it until they feel sick. And they won't know that vocabulary of how they feel on the inside, that comparison. And so we treat this like ice cream. Would you ever let your kids have a, a big bucket of ice cream next to their bed in the middle of the night so that if they go, hey, look at that, I'll have a scoop. It will mess with their sleep. It'll always be there, they won't know how, but yet ice cream in small quantities, absolutely fine and awesome. So just really treat this, it's a car, it's ice cream, whatever you want, just know that you have the right to parent your kids if they're, if they're angry at you for a little while, but yet it's gonna make them a better person in the long run because you're limiting some of the apps or screen time. Um, you know, check it, go to smartsocial.com, do what Jane did, reach out to us. We'd love to help you. Jane, what did I get wrong? What did I miss on? Please set me straight. No, I think you hit on everything, Josh. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That's good advice even for myself, not to have my phone by, by the bed at night. So I appreciate listening to you. You, you hit it on the head too. It's the setting. It's really how we show up with our phones is how the students, right? If we say no ice cream for you and we're always eating ice cream, the students will then go, well, why, why do you, why do you get to do that? Exactly. So it's really, you know, it's, it's difficult too. I'm being the first to say that it's hard not to do some of these things. So um, also parents, if you're listening to this right now, as a family, try and see if you can take a one-day social media detox, maybe a one-week. I do it every year. As one of the top five people in this space, I still feel like it's important for me to delete my, my app, my Instagram app. Um, I don't play with TikTok because it is that bad. It's so addicting. You can lose an hour real fast. Parents, try it. You'll see what I mean. You will, you will delete it. Everybody in my staff has deleted TikTok because we see it as just too addicting. Um, try just deleting the app. Still, don't delete the accounts. Just try it for a day, a week, and see what happens, um, and then give it a try. Uh, those of you listening right now, uh, we're at smartsocial.com. You can join the newsletter at the top of the page. If you've enjoyed this, if you felt that my ramble is at all helpful, please rate, subscribe, and review. For $10 a month or $97 a year, you can take our deep dive courses that teach you the your students watch how to use Instagram in a purposeful way. How to use Snapchat, TikTok. Rather than fighting them, why not work with them? And say, all right, you wanna do that? The next one we're launching in this week, uh, in the next 10, within the next five days, how to play Fortnite in a reasonable manner that doesn't consume all of your time so the students understand addiction and it works with the kids, right? Fortnite, we don't love it, but why not? And if you can't beat them, join them and let's talk to them about um, a positive way to do all that. You can join and get all 30 of our um, all 30 of our courses for 10 bucks a month. Watch them as slow or as fast as you want. They're for students and parents. There's both the dark side of social that only parents can see and the positive side of social 
that we give to students. Educators, you can unlock 500 passes uh, at, uh, for this as well for your schools. Hey, Jane, I wanna thank you for, for being courageous. Yeah, thank you so much for your info, it's awesome. Thank you for everybody else for joining us here today. You can learn more at smartsocial.com. We'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day, everybody, bye.